Thanks for tapping in with another episode of Streets and Scholars. We got another fire episode to bring you. My name is Alex Alonso. I'm sitting here with Frank Thornton, a.k.a. FG. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty good today. Man, there's been so much stuff going on in the last few days. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. I really don't know where to start, but um, let's start with a video that you did on FG Unleashed about YG and Tyga. I haven't really had a chance to really get the background at it. I saw some images that definitely looked, I would say, a little moist to mm -hmm. me. But I don't know the whole backstory on it. So um, bring me up to speed on the whole YG and Tiger situation. Well, you know, they did a video based on, uh, I forgot the name of the song. I think it's called Run It or something. <clears throat> but the song, is, the song is cool. You know what I mean? The video wasn't out yet. But the trailer that they put out and the teaser that they put out was these dudes in a Ferrari dressed in drag with wigs and, you know, makeup piled up on their face, you know, pose as, as white women, basically. You know what I mean? And, and, and I wasn't feeling that, you know. So I took that, what I seen at that moment, when did a video on it. You know, a lot of people had a lot to say about it, you know. You know, thousands of people agree with me, you know. But I also stated that, you know, if anybody disagree with me, you know, everybody know how to get in touch with FG. You know what I mean? So, you know, like I say, uh, I wasn't feeling it. Once the video came out, I seen the video. The video wasn't as, it wasn't that bad. The song is a cool song. But at the end of the day, Alex, I think you know how I feel about, you know, them trying to water down or, you know, the guys that's, you know, dressing in drag or dressing in women, you know, I've always feel like they always trying to water down our masculinity. So, you know, I had a problem with YG doing it. You know, people say, well, uh, uh, the Wayans brothers did it and such and such did it. I said two things about that, though. The Wayans brothers ain't from Bompton. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they not gangsters, you know, and they not gangster rappers. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, if you're going to represent where I'm from, I just felt like, homie, this ain't what you do. You know what I mean? You know, Cube ain't did it. WC, Dub C ain't did it. No other gangster rappers I know that I root for done it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, I I, I felt some kind of way about it and I said something about it, you know. As you should, though. Uh, I think YG is a different kind of gangster rapper. And I've been watching his get down for the last, I don't know, almost a decade. I remember one time I seen him wearing some really, really tight, tight pants. And I was just like, I thought this dude was a Pyro from Bompton. No doubt. And it just didn't really fit the image that he was trying to portray to the public. So um, I'm, I'm not surprised if any rapper is gonna be dressed in drag doing some of this funny style stuff, it would be YG. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel you on that, but like I said, I just felt more um, in tune to say something about it because he a homie. You know what I mean? And like I said, if he was from, you know, down south or he was from the East Coast, you know, or something like that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't have, you know, went in like that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, homie, you a homie. You represent what I represent. It's not just even as a let's 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 take this thing further. It's not as a pyro thing. It's not as a Compton thing. Man, these dudes represent the West Coast, man. You know what I mean? So when representing the West Coast, you know, you got a responsibility on your back to uphold, you know, what the West Coast believe in. And I don't think this is a move that the West Coast believe in. A lot of people come and say, man, it was just a video or was, they was robbing the bank, you know. But the trailer that they put out, the whoever the producers or the whoever uh, um, put this out there, the, the, the teaser, man, they knew what they was doing, man. You put this thing out for them, everybody to see them and drag to the world before you put the video out, which left room for judgment and debate. And I had something to say about it. So the excuse is that they were dressed in drag because they was robbing a bank? Right. <laughs> That's a funny excuse. But hey, man, a lot of co black comedians have been put in a position to dress in drag. And I believe my main man, Dave Chappelle, said there was no way he was ever going to put a dress on. Even though some of our comedic greats have done it, man. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if Richard Pryor did it, but we all know Jamie Foxx did it, mm -hmm. Martin did it. Um, I, I really think that it is a low point in your career if the, the powers that be in this town that we call Hollywood tell you to put on a dress and you do it. And I remember Dave Chappelle saying that they tried to tell him to put on a dress one day and he said, it ain't happening. 
Well, from what I'm hearing, it's called a humiliation ritual. <laughs> and I didn't know it was an official term for it. I didn't know that there's, it was. it's actual something that Hollywood or the powers that be, you know, says you have to do this humiliation ritual in, for, in order for you to go to the next level and act. So that's why you probably see so many actors at least playing a gay guy once or wearing a dress once or, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a real thing. On the flip side, though, this is not a movie. This was a music video by a gangster rapper, you know what I mean, that stepped into the arena with Bompton on his head, had the whole world screaming 400, you know what I mean, and throwing up peace signs, you know what I mean? So that's why I felt some kind of way about it. You know, homie, don't let them water you down. But a lot of people in my comments on my video on FG Unleashed say, hey, man, that's YG, man. You you know, you're expecting too much from him. But at the same time, I just seen a recent, re recent picture of him. You know what I mean? Still chunking up peace signs. You know what I mean? So he's still pushing the P. You know, and it's a way you do that. You know, and it's unfortunate that some of the homies or some people might, you know, be like, it's cool because, you know, I want to take a picture with him or I want to do a video with him or I want him to rap with one of my artists. You know what I mean? But at the same time, man, the rules has been the rules forever. And I see him getting more watered down and more watered down each day, though, Alex. And is it the money that lets people like that kind of get away with it for the most part no no doubt because he breaking people off in the hood man he looking out for the homie so they gonna ride with him you know what i mean even if they disagree with him you know what i mean but me growing up as a homie you know i always had some people around me that was gonna tell me if if i was on some bullshit you know what i mean you know and don't get me wrong you know i, I get it you know i've had a few dollars before and back in the day when i was doing the nightclubs and you know people was like man you know you need to rock the versace and you need to you know do the different brands and do the different you know what i mean and and and, and i get it you know what i mean i went from khakis and chucks to suits and gator boots and you know did the whole thing but we didn't water down our masculinity, you know, and I just believe that, like I say, I'm not pointing no fingers at nobody. I just believe that it's an agenda that's, that's, that's trying to make us more and more acceptable with not being masculine. Like, we're the bad guys for just wanting to be men, you know, hair on your chest, you know, hair on your knuckles, whatever you want to do, you know. Um, I just believe that it's, it's, it's they backing us in the corner and we just, just, just being the men we've always been, you know. I think a lot of people that reach a certain level of success and fame, they have a lot of people around them that are too nervous or too reluctant to check them because they're beneath them economically. So if if YG was from Cross Atlantic and you was his right hand man and he did this without your knowledge and immediately after you learned, what would you say to the little homie that did this and you was and he blindsided you with it? It could be the big homie. It's not even a little homie thing. It could be the big homie. You know what I mean? G homie, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't rock. You don't have, you, go, you You got millions already. Dude, we ain't got to rock like that. You know what I mean? And But at the end of the day, I did say, you know, to each his own. Every man is his own man. You know what I mean? Every man is responsible for, you know, how he conduct himself. You know, how these rappers or anybody else conduct themselves in society don't reflect on me you know what i mean but at the same time you know like i said i was just a little more disappointed just based on you know you 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 come from a gangster perspective and your rhymes you know what i mean you got an album called you know what i mean um steel brazy you know that's probably your best album ever you know what i mean so that's why i, I felt the need to you know like i tell him alex iron sharpen iron and i'm not gonna stop sharpening you know what i mean some dudes will be mad at some of the shit i say but at the same time you know they'll be like you know what the big homie ain't wrong you know what i mean we ain't saying he right but he ain't wrong for feeling like how he feel you know what i mean hey you know if you dig deep into this crip blood history and you go way back to the 70s, late 60s, early 70s, and, th and throughout the 70s, and you really dig deep into people's backgrounds, you might be shocked at how much gay and homosexual activity has occurred with people that we've called G's. And I think this is a taboo that we don't talk about when it comes to gang culture, but I would say that in, in my historical look at the culture going back you know, 50 years, I was shocked to learn that, oh, this dude went that way. Oh, this guy was that way. And I think on a previous episode of Streets and Scholars, you talked about bumping into dudes on the on the yard at, at in federal prison that kind of went that way. No. So to a certain degree, I think that um, it might be just a part of humanity that there's always going to be a percentage of people that go that way 
regardless if they're civilians, regardless if they're teachers, regardless if they're police officers, and regardless if they're gangsters. You absolutely right. <clears throat> but let me reiterate, I don't think the homie gay. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, he could have been playing, having fun, trying to do a play off the movie um, uh, White Girls with the Wayne Brothers, which they took a lot of flack off that. People don't know. They took a lot of heat off that movie. Man, I hated that you movie. Know, I, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, uh, I'm just saying, even if you playing, even if you joking, even if you, you know, you let these people put that out there as a trailer for the world to see first before they even seen the video, you know what I mean? And to give us a perspective, to give us something to talk about, to give, you know, maybe more views because that's what everything is about, views and making money and people make people go watch the video. But as a man, you know, as a gangster, as a dude who, like I say, come through the door, gangster rap, you know what I mean? You know, come on, man, somebody going to say something to you about it. Is there any argument that a guy like that, like YG can say to you when he says, look, big homie, these people is paying me seven figures. You know, I'm breaking off the hood with 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 the music studios, with vehicles, with jewelry. I'm putting a couple of youngsters on and and I got a big check for doing this. You might look down on me for it, but I got some paper for that move that you don't like. You know what? No, they know it it is 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 that's understandable. You know, that's understandable. Because nowadays, you know, you got people do a whole lot of shit for some money. You know what I mean? And like I say, maybe that's why I go to work every day and work a nine to five. Maybe that's why I'm not rich because I'm not, you know, because I didn't been around Hollywood. I didn't been around a whole lot of different situations. But at the same time, you know, um, my integrity going to stay intact on my beliefs, you know, and it's my beliefs is this ain't the shit we do, you know, so. If he did, hey, more power to you. I hope you continue to assess on getting your bread. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, certain shit I'm just not going to do for some change. That's just what it is. You just made me think about the movie A Bronx Tale when Robert De Niro, the father, was trying to tell his son that the working man, he was a bus driver in the movie. Mm -hmm. Remember and, that. And he was trying to say, man, the working man is the one that should be respected because the son was all into the, the gangsters hanging out on the mm -hmm. corner making that money. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, sometimes... Um, you know, you got to stand on something and have a little bit of integrity. It, it ain't always about money. It, it ain't always about money. But I'm sure that's the main motivating reason why we see people allowing the industry to emasculate them. Well, you know, on this situation, I don't know because it was just a music video. You know, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you in charge of dictating, you know, how your music video go. You know, like I said, I was around when Death Row was going on. I was been around. I've been in music videos. You know what I mean? And so at the end of the day, you know, yeah, you you have some say so, you know, and 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 you know what you choose to do because somebody say, listen, this is what's going to bring the bread. You know, if that's, if that's the route you go, that's the route you go. But you're gonna have people say shit about it, and I'm one of them. Well, we talking about them, and I think that's exactly ult <laughs> that's ultimately what's the 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 beginning part of bringing attention to his album, to yeah. his record, to his videos, to his streams, to his websites. Is the more people that is talking about him, whether it's good or bad, that's better. That's good for him. That's good for him. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's move on to this other topic, man. Um, this week, America's favorite homicide defendant, Eric Holder. He got smashed on. Yeah. And, you know, people have been leaving comments on my channel for the last three years basically saying, how come nobody has touched him yet? How come ain't nobody got with him? And I'm thinking, well, he's in the, the yellow tops, blue bottoms, 5150. They probably don't really get down like that. But then I thought about not everybody that's wearing that yellow top is really wearing the yellow top because... They need to wear the yellow right, top. Right, right. They in there because they trying to work work the system. Work the system, yeah. So apparently, um, he was in a holding tank in the L.A. County Jail with thirteen other people, and while in that holding tank, I believe two or three guys simultaneously attacked him. Um, they punched him. They uh, hit him in his face. They hit him on the left side of his face. They busted a, uh, maybe a blood vessel in his eye because the white part of his eye was all red. And they even cut him with some sort of slicing device. It may have been a razor blade or anything else that you can make sharp that caused him to get three staples mm -hmm. put on that injury. 
And it's the first time that we've ever heard that Eric Holder got attacked in these last three years in the L.A. County Jail. I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> now, like you say, though, be, and it could it could be from so many different people because Nip had so many friends. It could be some bloods. I mean, it could just be anybody. But at the end of the day, um, I'm surprised it took so long, you know. And uh, But they may have him, like you say, physically away from other inmates. And this was the one chance that... They finally caught up with him and them three dudes, three or four, two or three, four dudes said, you know, we're going to do something about it today. Well, I wonder that because he's been going back and forth to court more than he's ever been in these last three years. He's going back to and forth right, every, day. every day. Yeah, you're right about that. So when they put him in this holding tank, I wonder if, if the holding tank just has a little bit of everybody from the county jail that's going to court. Or do you stay with other 5150 people in the holding tank? Um, I'm guessing they probably mix it up because they just think, all right, everyone's going to court. They, they sh there shouldn't be a problem. But today it turned out to be a problem. Well, you know, I remember coming back from court on the county jail buses. And when you jump off that bus, you know, they ask you what unit you was in, you know, because I got tired of going to the blood module. So I got to the point to where I start staying on the main line. I'm, hey, I'm a, whatever going to happen on the line is going to happen, you know. So I'll start walking the line. But when you come from court and you're on the main line, when you come back, they ask you what unit you're in. And what they say was go to cell, go to cell 32. You know what I mean, Alex? And I never forget, man. I I went to, uh, they, they said go to cell 32. I'm talking to some homies. I'm walking. I turn the corner. I walk up in the cell. It's a turnstile uh, uh, type of deal where you can go in, but you can't come out. So I walked up in the cell, man, and I go up in there, man. I'm chilling for a couple seconds, and it didn't take me 10 seconds when I looked. I see Hoover on this one dude arm. I see you know, Grape Street on this other dude, Armin, I, I see nothing but Crips, tattoos, and hearing cuz, you know, simultaneously. Alex, I walked into a crib tank, you know what I mean? And and uh, I'm like, they finna beat my ass, right? You know, so I'm already saying they finna beat my ass. As soon as they ask me where I'm from, they finna beat my ass. I seen the homie Woody from Campanella. He was a trustee. He was sweeping past, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and without saying a word, he spent off. You know what I mean? And he uh, came back, and um, Sheriff came back open. Yeah, you, we, you going to another cell. And um, I walked out and shit, and the homie, because he was a trustee, got the Sheriff. And as soon as they let me out, you hear them say, cuz, we had one. You know what I mean? I mean, I was that close. I mean, they would have smash me so it was that easy you know what i mean somebody could have walked in a cell where he was at you know he could have walked in a cell where they were at you know because a lot of people going to jail now are saying they don't gangbang because we don't they don't want this on their record when they go into court fighting their case but really they crips they bloods they real killers you know and he probably got in a tank with a man and they 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 did him in so when you got into that situation where there was a Hoover and a, and a Grape Street, was that considered a holding tank? Yeah, it was just a holding tank, and they was going to move you, you know, but it was just a temporary holding tank until they send whoever going to certain units, they're going to come call people out, you know what I mean? Hey, you, 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 come on, you know. So it would have just been a certain amount of time that they would have came and got me for, to go to another tank. But if the homie wouldn't have seen me, you know what I mean, and got me out that tank, I mean, I was good at smash because you're talking 20 dudes in there that – uh that uh, wouldn't, I mean, you know, I'm the only, they would have just thrashed me. It wouldn't have been no, 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 no doubt about it, you know. What's the uh, maximum amount of people that would normally be in a, in a holding tank? Because they said there was 13 in this one when Eric Holder got attacked. That was like, you talking about the L.A. County Jail, man. They'll cram them in. You know, you'll cram them in to you dudes sitting on the floor, dudes sitting on the sink, dudes sitting everywhere they can. So it probably was just an early, um, they probably just got him before other guys even, you know, got in there to, you know, because it probably would have been more. So a tank just 13 or it could have been some other dudes that's, like you say, playing the system, that's acting, you know, like they 5150 just to, you know, uh, either get some sympathy from the courts or, you know, work whatever angle they working. And uh, when he came up in there, but that don't mean they wasn't some real gangsters, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I was surprised that um, the other day he wasn't in court. The judge actually dismissed the, the whole court. He told all the jurors to go home. He didn't even say anything that happened to Eric Holder. He had just said that due to unforeseen circumstances out of our control, mm. I'm going to have to recess court today. <laughs> and then um, later after um, snooping around, I was able to get the information from the attorney that he was attacked. Mm. And um, 
he ended up get, having to get an MRI, and I thought that was interesting because MRIs are usually what you do after a serious injury. No doubt. I was surprised when you did say, uh, I heard you say that he had to get an MRI, but I didn't forget the point that you said he had to get some staples. Three staples, not stitches, but right, staples. Right, I was going to say that a lot of people don't understand that staples cover a, a larger territory than st uh, stitches. So three staples can be equivalent to, I mean, 20 stitches, you know what I mean? So he probably had a, a, a nice little significant cut, you know, based on... Um, you know, the attack that happened, you know, them being in a holding tank, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, three, three, three staples on this cut that he got on his backside, back of the head somewhere. Um, I'm trying to picture if, if it required three staples, you're saying that could probably be equivalent to more than 10 stitches or? Yeah, possibly so. Yeah, because the staples, like I say, carry a wider, um, area than stitches would you know stitches are in and out in and out those staples cover kind of like a chunk so um I, I would definitely assume that it's more than 10. and and why staples I, um if if you and i just go to the emergency and we get a cut they're going to give us stitches right um not so much anymore technology is evolving you know depending on where the cut was and how much skin um was available um to put the staples in, I believe all those take, you know, uh, contribute to how they do it. But I don't know. I used to see homies with staples. I see them with stitches. I, I, I've, I've had plenty of stitches. I've never had any staples. So it's fair to say that if it required three staples, this must have been a, 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 decent, a decent cut. No doubt. No okay. doubt. Now, I don't think I would characterize this as a stabbing. Um, and I don't think they use that term when I talked to the attorney. He didn't use stabbing, but... Do you make a distinction between getting cut or a stabbing, or is it all the same? No, it's different. A cut is different, a stabbing is different, and a poke is different. You know what I mean? Because some sometimes when you when you get stabbed, you got a full blade, you know what I mean? And when you get poked, sometimes you have a smaller uh, circular um, thing that you use, so you're getting poked, you're not getting stabbed. You, it's, it's a stabbing, but it's not with a, a knife, per se. You know, because people making knives out of anything. People are making weapons out of anything, you know. So um, the poker, the stabbing, and the, and the cut is, is, is going to be, a, you know, separate things, you know. Now, I think a lot of people are happy. I find this interesting. A lot of people are happy that Eric Holder got attacked because I guess everyone loved Nipsey so much. Right. But Eric Holder is in, in the county jail on trial for a homicide, and we have homicides like 300 a year here um and i know i guess nipsey hustle's different he's famous mm -hmm. he was a rapper he was um successful he was a multi-millionaire but when i'm in in these court cases i try to treat all human beings as equal and i want to look at the victims and the suspects as equal but it's difficult to do that in this case because it's nipsey hustle yeah yeah, but that's the problem, you know what I mean? To be honest with you, we all take a side immediately, you know, and because it's some, it's some, it's some, unfortunately, it's some killers in there that we rooting for to make it home, you know what I mean? So you instantly take a side. Everybody's taking Nip's side on this, you know what I mean? But to be honest with you, Alex, I don't think people just taking into consideration that if they call this man a snitch, this, did, this dude did what he's supposed to do. This, did do. this dude did what I would do, to be honest with you, because somebody called me a rat and I'm not one. You know what I mean? We gonna have to, we gonna have to, we gonna have to go the distance. You know, that's just really what it is. So you can look at it two different ways. And like I said, I'm a Nip fan too. But at the same time, I gotta look at the gangsterism on on what really happened. You know. So at the end of the day, uh, I know people don't want to hear that. You know, they want to see Eric Holder get smashed. They want to see, you know, he want to get a lot, get a life sentence. You know, they want to see all that. But in actuality, you know what I mean? You know, Nip was a gangster too. And this is the shit that go on day in, day out in the, in the hood. Yeah, and I guess we would call that whatever was going on in the parking lot. They was politicking. No doubt. Exactly what it was. And interestingly, in three years since this has happened, no one has been able to produce any paperwork on Eric Holder, a.k.a. Shitty, for any telling, snitching, informing that he may have done in the past. I'm not saying he not one. I'm just saying that, hey, you would think that this is Nipsey where is the paperwork this magnitude of the case the paperwork should have been on the street three years ago 
You know what I mean? You know, and at the end of the day, man, I'm still been waiting. Like, dude, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to say, you know, dude, file is all outdoors for doing this to nip. But at the same time, I never even got seen no paperwork or never heard the, the, the six O's come out and say, you know, um, no, nah, dude was really a rat. Dude really was filed. You know, now apparently if some allegations was talked about and discussed, it must be something somewhere. I don't think it's just a ghost you know, perspective on they was talking about him snitching and it just was, was some ghost shit. I believe, you know, in order for you to get your paperwork straight, that means it's some paperwork that has to be not straight. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, what where's that paperwork? You know? Well, it hasn't come up, but um, in this case, I've been listening to this uh, trial very closely and they are trying to, they're trying to make a distinction between calling someone a rat or actually a snitch the word snitch is being used calling someone a snitch or saying hey there's paperwork on you which sounds a little bit more sanitized than saying hey you're a snitch and i'm just wondering from your perspective if someone came at you and said it in this other way hey there's some paperwork out on you i haven't read it but you need to address it does that sound a little bit more sanitized and less confrontational than saying, hey, man, I heard you a snitch? No, it's the same to it's me. It's all the same to no, you. It's the same to me because if a dude come at me and say, you got some, some paperwork out there and I need to get it straight, you know what I mean? For one, you know what you've done in your life and what you haven't done. You know what I mean? So for me, we going to deal with this situation right here. And it's going to be, and to me, you don't deal with snitch allegations over no smallly. You don't deal with them lightly. You don't deal with them, you know what I mean? Because for one, if you calling me this, you should have this in your hand or saying you can produce it. If you can't produce it, me and your homeboy should be smashing you. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely going to do it. If I'm in jail, I'm going to stab your ass straight up. I'm not even going to give you the opportunity. You know what I mean? Bring it out. Don't throw no allegations out there that there's some paperwork on me. I'm going to stab your ass right now for that. You know what I mean? Because I know it's not. You know, now, don't get me wrong, the dude who everybody say that they didn't snitch, you know what I mean? Even the ones that did, they're um, banking on the the possibility that you may can't get that paperwork. You know what I mean? So I get that. So they're going to be like, well, when you get the paperwork, we'll get the paperwork. I'm not going to give you no opportunity that you call me a snitch and I'm not one. We're going to handle this right here, right there. Now, in in this trial, the 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 allegation is that Nipsey said to him, take care of this paperwork. I personally haven't read it but I heard that it's floating around. It sounds like a very softball accusation, and if, you, if it's that limited, I feel like why even waste your time and say it? Well, that's the whole thing about it, you know what I mean? You know, Nip could have overstepped his boundaries because he hadn't really read it, you know what I mean? But don't get me wrong, if I hear somebody's a rat, you know what I mean? No, I'll address it, I'll address it. You know what I mean, listen, homie. There's too many people going around to say you got some bad paperwork, you know what I mean, you know, because um, they hadn't seen each other in a while. So that's something that could be said, you know, just in regular casual conversation. Look, homie, we feel you good seeing you again, but if I heard of some paperwork running around on you. Um, I might ask him, is that true, though? You know what I mean? I don't think that was the conversation. I'm at least going to be like, hey, is there any truth to this paperwork, homie? I'm hearing that's going around on you. Give dude the opportunity to lie to me. You know what I mean? Because I seen him now. He said he, he lied to me. Now let me go find the paperwork. Let me judge for myself if this is what it really is. But I'm not just going to say, you know, um, I heard there was some paperwork on you. Get it straight, you know. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty much the testimony from Cowboy. Um, one of the responses that Eric Holder had to Nipsey regarding the paperwork, he said that, oh, man, that's just niggas hating on me. And then he moved on to the second um, issue was asking everyone if they listened to his music. Apparently, when he asked about, hey, did you hear my music? Everybody kind of just shrugged him off like, nah, man, we ain't messing with your music. So some people are starting to think that maybe Eric got so mad because they dissed him over his music. And maybe Nip never did call him a snitch because that's what Cowboy's trying to his his. um. I guess Cowboy's narrative is that, nah, man, the little homie never called him a snitch. Mm -hmm. He just said something about some paperwork. It was a cool conversation. They was homies, and he was just giving them some advice. 
So he's really making it seem like it wasn't no issue in the conversation. So then why would this guy get so mad? Because they didn't want to listen to his music? I don't believe so. <laughs> you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, you know. But his answer is for somebody saying that his paperwork went straight. And he said, that's probably somebody hating on me. That would make me believe that you're a rat right there. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, somebody hating on you? Come on, dude. You know what I mean? Let me tell you one thing about gangster shit, what I do know, Alex, from my experience. When dudes are hating on you, they'll say all kind of things. They'll tell your girl on you that you was with another girl. They'll, you know, slash your tires. They'll do steal your car, you know, steal your datings. You know, they'll do a whole lot of shit. But one thing they usually don't do is call you a rat or a homosexual. The only time these allegations, you hear these two allegations about somebody, that they're a rat or they're a homosexual, is there some truth to it somewhere? Now, you don't think this younger generation will go there like that, even if it's not true? Because you're talking from the, the perspective of a different generation. You know what? I am. Because now these dudes call each other bitches and they be joking. We didn't do that. Yeah. You can't call me no bitch, homie, on no play shit. You know what I mean? So they do do that. You know how you bitch ass nigga? You know, they do that nowadays. You know what I mean? And and, and they will call a dude, you know, you. so you got a point. But but the generation that I come up in, you know, Eric Holder and Nipsey, what, they 30, what? There's a four-year age difference between them. Nipsey was 33 when he was killed, and that would have put Eric Holder at 29. Okay, okay. He was still kind of young, but I just don't think nobody calls you a, a rat hating on you. I, I don't, I don't, in, in no generation. I think we'll that, take the homosexual out of it. We're going to go back to the rat. The rat, I don't think nobody in no generation going to call a dude a rat unless it's some kind of, you know, um, speculation that he just might be. So you're saying that you don't believe that somebody would falsely accuse someone as being a rat? It's, it's highly possible. It's possible. But, but, but for dudes that really know the game, dudes who really didn't do some time, dudes that really been behind them walls, dudes that really walked them yards, no, that you don't play like that. Homie. You lose your life playing with somebody over that, like that. So... Um, no, I don't think this is just a situation. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, a lot of rumors get out a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Somebody could be chopping it up and be like, damn, how dude only got three years? He must have told. The next person leave that conversation and say, yeah, the homie said he told. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> rumors can float and shit. But let me tell you something, man. It's just rare. I don't hear about a lot of homies calling dudes snitches. And it's not some kind of truth to it because that's a hell of an allegation to put on. That's a heavy jacket to put on somebody, Alex. Well, maybe uh, at some point some paperwork will be produced that Eric Holder did tell. But I'm just surprised that in three years um, nothing solid has come out. Not even something that like some paperwork that says confidential informant. And they're, they're saying that this is Eric, even if it ain't his name in it. Nothing pointing to him as telling on any case. And then check this out. Uh, um, last week, one of the the um, paralegals testified for the prosecution and they pulled up Eric Holder's rap sheet. Mm. They said this is his rap sheet and his rap sheet has one arrest. He's um, he was 29 when he got arrested for killing Nip. He has an arrest when he was 23 years old for possession of a gun and possession of illegal drugs. Mm. He took a deal on that. Him. They dropped the drug. He took the deal on the gun. He got probation. And that's it. He has no juvenile record. He's never been to prison. He took probation on this case. And I'm like, for a guy that was this quick to pull the trigger on a brother, that that's kind of like you, you're a gunner, but you ain't got no history with, with the police. So that kind of raised a red flag for me that you've only been to jail one time and you got probation. That don't raise the roof, the uh, eyebrow for me, Alex. You know, some dudes out here, man, that's some cold killers, man, that, you know, only thing they didn't got on their record is speeding tickets. You know what I mean? Some dudes really got away. You know, some dudes did some shit for the first time. My first drug case ever in my life, I got 10 years full. Mm -hmm. Never had a drug case ever, you know. And 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 that's some just sometimes how the cookie crumbles, you know. I know some real riders out here, man, that don't have no tattoos. You know, when they go to jail, they say they don't bang. Hmm. You know what I mean? And they, you know, of course, when they get to the yard or whatever, if they come there, they're going to, you know, hook up with the homie. No doubt. 
but dudes are fighting their cases, they running their angles, they trying everything they can, and it very is possible. But you could tell he that wasn't his first time shooting nobody. I mean, just in my opinion, I'm gonna go with my opinion, you know. Yeah, definitely. From the looks of it, it just didn't feel like that. That wasn't know? his first rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But you know, someone um, I shared that the same my same um, view on his rap sheet with a, a couple other people, and they basically said the same thing you said that. Um, one guy said, we call those guys worms. They don't never get caught. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I just thought that was a little surprising. But because the way he, if you look at the video, the way he did his thing, he looked like, you know, this is what he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, not to, no disrespect to, to, to Nipsey and the tragic way that, you know, he lost his life. But this, goo, this dude, as Denzel Washington would say, was surgical with it. Yeah, no doubt. You know? It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, let's move on to this other topic because related to the same case, they've been trying to drag Nipsey Hussle's longtime friend who went to Hamilton High School with him. Uh, they grew up with each other since teenagers. And they did music together a little bit. In fact, the first person that Nipsey Hussle shakes hands with in this video, moments before he gets killed, is a guy named Rimpaw. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we got to give Rimpaw, you know, his due props for sticking to what he believed in, whether you think it's a code or not a code. But, you know, he, he, he stuck to his beliefs. No doubt. Um, even after the government found him, tracked him down and served him with the legal papers that basically said you have to come to court mm. and tell your side of the story. He still defied it. He violated the court order. District Attorney John McKinney told the judge that instead of the $50,000 bench warrant that we normally issue for this, can we raise it to 500000 They raised it to 500000 He wasn't swayed. And uh, earlier this week, we find out that uh, the judge canceled the subpoena. Um, they, they called it, um, they squashed it. They hit, there was a body attachment. So as of now, um, Rimpaw doesn't have to worry about coming to court and telling his side of the story, man. What's your whole take on that? My whole take on that is for, you know, these street dudes that's out here wondering what you're supposed to do. Because you got to realize you in a generation that's trying to figure out how you supposed to conduct yourself as a, as a G. You know what I mean? Grandpa uh, uh, showed that, you know, full form, high power case, very high profile case. He showed it, bro, on how you supposed to conduct yourself in these situations. Now, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people don't want to get the, the search one. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to. But at the same time, he stuck to his guns and look how it worked out for him, you know. Yeah, because that this whole the whole system of subpoenas bench warrants, body attachments, I believe they're all designed to intimidate whoever they're trying to get and to make you just succumb to whatever they want. And for whatever reason, he wasn't swayed at all. No, nah, no doubt. You know, like I say, he stick to his guns. He stood by how it's supposed to get done. You know, everybody is not going to handle it like that because we all know that once you get served a subpoena, you have to show up in court. Everybody is not going to put everything on the line and say, you know, I'm not coming. You know what I mean? Some dudes with jobs that work are normal jobs, you know, I'm not sure if he did, but a lot of times they could find out where you work and they'll come to your job and get you. You know what I mean? So maybe he was in a position where he was able to elude them, you know, um, further, you know, but he didn't know what his circumstances was going to be. All he knew is once they called him, they was going to drag him in that courtroom and they was going to be persistent about getting that testimony up out of him, whatever it was, you know. So uh, I commend the dude, don't know him, never met him, you know, but I, I commend him on sticking to his guns, man, and, and, and showing people that sometimes, man, if you just, just hold your guns, you know, it should work out for you. Now, there's another way to handle this situation. Um, I think Kerry Latham kind of did it this way, although he did testify in the grand jury, but um, let's just pretend that the, that grand jury testimony doesn't exist. The mm -hmm. way Kerry Latham, he was subpoenaed. He came to court, but his answers were, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't see. Um, no, I don't know. So that's another way to handle it. Um, what do you think is the best way to deal with the government when they serve you a subpoena? Should you just go there and just basically say, I don't remember, I don't recall, or should you just try to you know, go on the run? 
Well, the thing about it, I don't suggest to run for everybody. You don't know what people going on in their lives. You know, they may have to take their mom to dialysis every day. They may have to, you know, be there for their sister to watch their nephew. I mean, you don't know everybody's situation. You know what I mean? So everybody can't do the same thing. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a gangster, if you're out in these streets, if you know the rules and regulations, man, and you done took the oath to the, for the game, you know what it is. You don't get up on the stand and say shit, even if you do get up on the stand. Now, with Kerry Latham, you know, he shouldn't have said, he should have said the same I don't knows and all that to the grand jury, you know, as he got up on the stand and said, you know what I mean? So for a dude to get up there, like you say, you said it without the grand jury, but for a dude to get up there and say, man, I don't know, I, I can't remember and, and do exactly all that. Hey, you went up there, you had to get up there. So you went up there and did the best thing that you could do is, you know, deny all plausibility on what you know and, you know, feel about this case. Yeah, I think that um, I know this will never happen, but I think that the court should honor and respect the people who don't want to testify and do the best they can with their case with the people who don't mind testifying. But forcing someone to come to court, it just doesn't sound American to me like, yeah, we're going to drag you in here. We're going to put you on the stand. We're going to put you under oath and we're going to make you answer these questions. It almost sounds like a. Um, some sort of regime like you know like if it we're in north korea or yeah north korea or something like that well the thing about it is alex i, I i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a very understanding guy you know all the way around most people can say that but sometimes when it's your people you know when it's your son you know when it's your daughter you know what i mean you look tend to look at it different you know what i mean you want the homie to get up there and say what he saw you know for for some people you know, I lost a brother in the streets before. You know what I mean? Like I say, I understand the dynamics of this gang shit. But for, for when people are in their emotions and their feelings and they lost a loved one, they want to see the killer get convicted to, to, to every extent of the law. But at the same time, you know, you was out in the street living by a code that was lawless. You know what I mean? So I do understand exactly what you just said. But on the flip side, I do see how these people, when it's their, their people, you know, when it's their family member, you know, they like this some bullshit. Y'all need to go find this dude and make him get on the stand and say what he saw. And that's that's the kind of reality of both sides to it. And I happen to see both sides. Well, you know, I, I had spoke about this in a video I did on on the Street TV platform, and I was basically saying, look, I'm sitting there in court. I'm listening to all the witnesses. They're already up to like witness 15, and they've already laid out their case. Their mm -hmm. case is already pretty good. Um, there's nothing that Rimpaw is going to add. It's not his testimony is not going to make or break the case. If he is, if he does come to court, he ain't answering any questions. So why are you wasting your time on um, searching for him? They're trying to do surveillance. They're trying to track him down. You know, this costs money. Right. This is no, tax, no doubt. Yeah, this you know, taxpayer money. Even um, I heard the LAPD detective saying, "Yeah, we know where he's at. We're going to try to get him." Um, but yeah, you you sending people there? That's that's money. And he's not going to answer any questions. So I was doing this video saying, accept the witnesses that you have and make the best of your case that you can. And then we find out earlier this week they canceled the the, the warrant on Rimpaw. So basically it was all for nothing. Well, you never know. They might have been looking at your video and say, you know what, Alex is right. <laughs> Alex is 100% right. We're not going to get nowhere out of this. You know what I mean? Let's move on. Keep going what we have. You know what I mean? And push forward. But Alex is right, man. We're not going to, you know, it's beating a dead horse right here. And a lot of times when when uh, when um, the prosecution and the police do spend so much time on bringing witnesses that end up being, I guess you would say, hostile witnesses, you you get the jury starting to get agitated because the jury wants to go home at some point. They're like, damn, we're going to be here another day and another day. How many days are we going to be here? So you also got to make sure you keep your jury happy and satisfied and not drag them through this case. Because uh, a lot of the jurors, I'm sure right now, they're ready to go home. They've been It's been since June 2nd. Dang. And it's almost a whole month. And they're talking about trying to, you know, track down more witnesses. So I think there's also a, a decision made that that's considering the patience of the jury that most of us, we don't even talk about it. I don't think the jury. I think the jury and, and and people have already made up their mind because it's, it's it's not a guilty or not guilty. You know what I mean. The man admitted to what he did. You know what I mean. He came and said, "This is why I did it." You know. So, um, it's. I don't think this decision is as hard as a guilty not guilty. 
You know what I mean? This is going to be a guilty all the way around, but under what circumstances, you know? Um, like you say, bringing Rand Paul in wasn't going to change that, you know? Um, but I do understand that they do want to get all the evidence that they can in front of a jury to, you know, give them the best um, information that they can to make a decision. Yeah, the prosecutors love to over-prosecute. No doubt. You know, that let's put up double, double the witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the more the better, the more the merrier, and hopefully we can convince this damn jury for a guilty verdict. But, yeah, man, this, um, this case is going to be in the jury's hand any minute now, and a, a verdict should come out probably next week, man, and we'll find out um, Mr. Holder's fate. Uh, he's going to have a tough time. When he hits uh, that CDC, because they don't have these SNYs anymore, and then most of them are integrated. And I know those some of the guys on the 50-50 yard, they're trying to come home also. But at the same time, it might be a little risky for him on these 50-50 yards. Well, no doubt, but you're not talking about a level one or two yard either. You know what I mean? This dude going straight to the four yard. You know, he'll walk in there with you unless he gets manslaughter or something like that. Then he probably can bump down to a three or a two. But, you know, if he get that 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 murder one or two, he's going straight to a four yard, you know, and it's different. Them dudes still up there rocking and rolling, Alex. You know, a lot of those S and Y yards, you know, it's a lot of one and two level guys down there. You know, when you get to talking about that four. These are a lot of dudes who have a lot of life sentences and a lot of long sentences. So they still there, you know. So um, I know what they would try to do is try to send him to a facility where, man, you you never know where to kill. You know, you you be somewhere. A, a gangster could been good the last 10 years until this dude walked through the door. Now, do you think when he gets to a yard and he's on the, on the yard with other neighborhoods and they want to press him and he just says, look, man, this dude tried to call me a rat in front of other homies, and you know how that go with any other person. Y'all wouldn't be tripping on me because it's Nipsey. It's an issue. Does he have something to defend himself on when he does get to that prison yard? Oh, yeah, he do. <laughs> That's just what you said. Homie, y'all produce any kind of paperwork, homie. I beat my own ass. I stab my own self in the neck if you bring some paperwork, homie, homie. He get us some dudes like that. I said, it'd be some real motherfuckers that'll say, you know what, homie, do right. You know what I mean? He Man, I stab myself. You go get some paperwork on me, homie. You ain't going to just call me that, and it's cool. And, dude, you're going to be surprised at how many people be like, shit, he did the same thing I would have did. That's the point that I make. It's some dudes that, 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 that you know. Especially if he goes to a four-yard. No, I mean, I but yeah, no doubt. It's, it's definitely some dudes that say, man, I would have did the same thing, you know. I hope one day we figure out um, why he was attacked in this holding tank in the county. I'm just curious, like, was it his homies? Was it the opposition? Right, right. Was it right. even? Does it even have anything to do with Nipsey Hussle? Right, right. Could not. Didn't yeah. have nothing to do with none of that. Yeah. We don't even know. Um, I guess it's fair to speculate that it may be some Nipsey Hussle fans that were locked up, but we have no idea. And perhaps one day we'll figure it out. And man, let's get to this one more topic, man. We got to talk about this fight, man. That um. There was so much hype behind this fight. We actually had both these guys on the Streets and Scholars show a few weeks back. Mm -hmm. Your boy Bosco from Queen Street and Nina Boy from East Coast, man. Yeah, we talked to both of them. Yeah, and uh, the fight probably was lackluster. But before we talk about it, I want to play, <laughs> I want to play a, a quick little video from my man Nino Cappuccino, aka BJ from Bounty Hunter. This is what he had to say. This is what he had to say about that fight. Give me a second here. Let me, let me, uh. Queens across the globe. It's six. All right. Let me make sure. I got, let me make sure I got the right one here. Um. All right, here we go. This is BJ, a.k.a. Nino Cappuccino. TV I told y'all, man. I told y'all my prediction about this old raggedy-ass bullshit fake fight, right? How these two niggas been on the internet woofing for the last two months like they got knockouts. Nina Boo and Big Nose Bosky, can't none of you suckers fight. I told you niggas ain't for the streets like you on this internet claiming you is, nigga. You niggas ain't been on the block and in your hoods fighting all your life, niggas. You niggas ain't even never had no fight with your peers, nigga. Nina Boy. Duck your head on a real nigga like that in the ring. Nigga, go knock your forehead in place, nigga. Ugly head ass nigga. 
Bosco, you big nose, scary ass nigga. All that shit you be talking on the internet, man. Please let me get the rematch. So we let me fight both of them niggas, TV Land. Let me get in the ring with both of these niggas side by side so they can tag each other like we're in a wrestling match. Why I box both of these niggas out. I fuck both of them niggas up all my life. If I don't beat Nina Boy up and Bosco up, take me off the internet altogether, man. I retire altogether. I, all right, I, man. I, I he goes on and on. But you know what? I believe BJ. Uh, I believe BJ because I don't. I don't, I know people he done personally have fights with. Yeah. Um, I believe. I believe BJ. Uh, everything he says, man, he's passionate about it. Sometimes he tells crazy stories, but I believe him on this one, man. What's, what's your whole take on this fight, man? Man, <laughs> it's hard for me to even talk about it, Alex. To be honest <laughs> with you, you know. But you know, right here on the streets and scholars, we say we gonna keep it one hundred. You know what I mean? And it was definitely. Um, I hadn't seen nothing like that between two gangsters. You know what I mean? And 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 um, my thing was this: I'm a firm believer in it. Ain't about winning and losing, but squad. Go fight your fight. Go run your fade. You know, I didn't see no lockups, no nothing. That one little five second little situation. The rings were the the um the uh, uh, rounds were so short that they should have been locking up at every you know. As soon as the bell rang, they should have been locking up, you know. So, um, I mean, what you want me to say, bro? You know what I mean? The internet just been on a helmet since it happened. Um, but it, it definitely was 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 a disappointment, to be honest with you. Is it possibly because they're fighting in such a structured environment inside a ring with gloves on that perhaps takes something away from – the way they would instinctively instinctively fight if it was a street fight or does it does it doesn't matter i mean no it don't matter because per se you got the gloves on just mean you may you may can knock somebody out with your bare fist that you can't knock them out with the, the, the gloves okay i might get that point but we talking about just the point to where it was around that went by that it was no um physical contact a whole round you know, and for them to pump the fight up like that, I was looking forward for, to it for all these months. You know, that was just unacceptable. You know, you let the fans down, y'all let the homies down, you know. It, it just was unacceptable that y'all didn't lock up on every phase. Now, Nina Boy said that he didn't get paid, then you shouldn't have gotten the ring. But once you stepped in that ring and you agreed to fight, you posed a win and fought, you know, and you know you got the whole world looking. If anybody would have went in there and ran up on the other dude through all the punches he had and all the punches he could and got knocked on his ass, I believe he would have more respect at this time than what they have right now. Well, you know, Nina Boy was right here on Streets and Scholars talking about he was going to bust his snot box. No doubt, no doubt. And it don't look like his snot box got busted up at all. No, but Bosco was talking shit too, you know what I mean? And Bosco didn't run up in there and, 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 and you know, um, throw them punches or put them things on him either. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, um, what it did do is make it kind of messed up for the next dudes who want to box, you know what I mean? Because people are going to be like, oh, who's, the, you know, somebody's going to have to come in and really get down for them to bring the, but let me, let me go back and, and say that I do, you know, uh, want to get them dudes a shout out for at least getting in the ring, you know, with the, with the gloves, uh, uh, what is it, the gloves up, guns down, you know, perspective. You know, I, I do, I can't respect that part of it. But at the same time, you go in that ring, man, you got to fight, man. And, you know, a lot of people complained about the way Bosco fought Gonzo, rest in peace, last time. And I feel like it's going to be tough for, for people, to, for, for Bosco to be a, a draw in the future because he had two opportunities to squabble up and... I don't. I, I can't really explain it. I can't explain the lack of activity, the lack of movement, the lack of throwing jabs, punches. I just. I don't get it. No doubt. No doubt. And it's like I said, so much that I just can't say because it just wasn't there to say. You know, everybody's seen it. You know what I mean? And 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 at the end of the day, um, like I say, even if people couldn't fight, they posed a winning and locked up and got down and actually got got their squabble on. You know what I mean? To the referee had to damn near break him up when the bell came. Because, Alex, let's be clear. When you're fighting somebody, I don't care who it is. Damn near, I don't care if it's almost a sibling, a big brother. When you get the locking up, you get the locking up. And it's going to take your mama, your daddy, your uncle. Somebody got to come pull somebody off somebody. 
this was none of this and the referee <laughs> didn't even need to be there <laughs> you know what i mean you know he didn't even need to be there so that's my point it ain't about how good or who can fight or you know who can you know who didn't have the lack the didn't have the talent you know what i mean it's the it's the the heart that i didn't see these dudes driving there start swinging punching immediately as soon as the bell ring it was only a minute let me take off let me take flight you know, and even if you lost, I could have, you know, been like, well, they got down. I could at least, we could at least said, no, no, they got down, no. You know. Yeah, very, very disappointing performance on both, both of their, both sides. And uh, I don't think I would want to watch a fight with them in it again, because I already know what's, what what they bring. Well, I don't think it'll be one, you know what I mean? Because um, less is free, you know, or, or just, uh, just some uh, YouTube channel or some uh, Instagram type stuff, but um, you know they definitely didn't do themselves any uh, justice, you know, uh, by all the shit that they was talking. Well, I was hoping that this t- fight would be able to spawn and inspire other fights between people that are beefing to kind of get the ball rolling, uh, because I think it's a it's a good business. Um, I think the the structure of the fight and the way they set it up. Although it didn't have a whole lot of people there, but I think that there's a future there to to promote and build more fights. But because there was such a lack of performance, I think it's going to be tough to sell the next fight to the public. I think the total opposite. You know what I mean? I think the uh, it's guys out there that's itching now to get out there and show. You know, because don't get me wrong, don't don't forget. New York top tapping in, you know, Chicago tapping in and dudes cracking little jokes. Niggas in Cali can't fight, you know, and they only jokes. Dudes coming back and say, you know, we know it's dudes out there that got hands, you know what I mean? But at the same time, this is the joke right now. Niggas in Cali can't fight, you know what I mean? So at the same time, I'm sure it's some other dudes that's, I, let me get up in there. Let me represent her. Now it's let me represent Cali. BJ. You know, let me, BJ, where you, you know, BJ, where you at, OG? You know, if you want to, you know what I mean? You, you know, BJ want to get up in there with them, but. BJ want to fight both of them. Man, and, and my point is, you know, somebody has to go show it, homie, that this ain't what we representing on this side. And it wasn't about the the, the talent. I, I want to go back and reiterate that. I, I, I'm not knocking nobody who, who can't fight. It's about do fight. Get up in there and get your ass whooped in if that's the case. And that that's the hood shit. Long as you got up in there and fought homie and squabbed and got back up again and, until you couldn't get up, you know, no more. You would just, you know, get up in there, run up in there, lock up. They done lock up, man. Well, I think these promoters, um, if they're going to continue to do more fights, they got to vet these guys in a way that the audience, the fans are going to get a real fight. So uh, I don't know how you do that because, you know, they don't we don't have people's records, you know, that we don't have their fight record. I can tell you this. If if BJ was in a fight, I know for a fact it's going to be some punches thrown yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they put BJ Nino Cappuccino with the right person. But not everybody. We don't know everybody's fight history. Like we we have no idea. I had no idea. At least Nina boy's fight history. Um, I just went by what he spoke. He sounded like he was ready to get get down. But. He didn't do anything impressive at all. No, no doubt. Like I say, but it is dudes eager to get in there to show that that this it, it, it gets better than this. You know what I mean? Even on a friendly fade, you know, it gets better than this. But um, Nina Boy was so eager. I mean, he had all the one liners. He had all the enthusiasm. I mean, he really sold that he's going to go in there and squab and we got nothing. So just because the next guy is going to come out there saying the same thing, like, like uh, BJ, BJ will talk that shit, but I know he he coming in there with some heat. Right, I know that, and I think there's got to be a way that we, if if they're gonna continue to do this, whether it's the Eleven Eleven Network or whoever wants to do um, promoting, I mean, it, it might be something that I might be interested in getting involved in in the future. Um, just make sure you got some guys that are gonna, you know, leave it all in the ring and and, and put it all out there. But that was disappointing. Well, you know, I don't know. It might have to go down to a situation, Alex, where to the point you got to have a side dude on the side with his gloves. If y'all two don't get down, this dude finna come up. <laughs> yeah. Like a DP or something. You know what I mean, dude? If y'all don't fight, somebody go come here and fight your ass. You, know? you can get dp yeah, in the middle yeah, of the, the fight. in the middle of the fight and shit. But, hey, man, like I say, man, the cause itself, though, like I say, man, I do like the the, the um, 
what they were about you know what i mean let's fight it out let's not shoot it out you know and i do i do respect that cause but at the same time when you say let's fight it got to be a fight you know now do we have we heard of any other people that said they want to fight and that they're willing to fight no i've had about 10 people call me and say man i'll, I'll get out put me in there you know but like you say we would have to get our stuff together get our get us a gym together you know and promote it you know what i mean i have a street tv you know a, a boxing marathon you know have an undercard have a, the main card you know and get out there with some dudes who got some, some some issues with each other and get in there and really squad you know what i mean well on that note let's call this episode a wrap episode 20 of streets and scholars i want to thank everybody for tapping in with another episode of alex and fg on streets and scholars if you're listening to us on apple podcasts please leave us a rating and review make sure you tap in with fg at f general one on instagram and on his youtube channel fg unleash make sure you hit my channel street tv where i'm bringing you all the eric holder trial updates and if you want to tap in with me personally, I'm at Alex Alonso 101. And thanks for tapping in on another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.